welcome to the Hillington Hospital's NHS Foundation Trust podcast. Welcome to the latest podcast from Hillington Hospitals. I'm Lucy Wills and today I'm talking to John Cray, a chaplain in the Trust. The chaplaincy has the title of the Centre for Spiritual and Pastoral Care as an all-inclusive centre for support. Hi, welcome. Thank you for talking to me today. What role does the Centre for Spiritual and Pastoral Care fulfil in our hospitals? Good afternoon, Lucy, and thank you for inviting me. I'm going to come right up because it's the Christmas season with a bit of an advertisement. Every year in the hospital here at Hillingdon, we have a feature called the Giving Tree, and it's been put out in the Trust News this week. The Giving Tree is in the chapel. It's two brightly lit LED trees. You can't miss it. And every year, Predominantly staff, but also members of the public are incredibly generous in bringing items that really are for uh, patients who come into hospital over Christmas and maybe didn't have time to pack a bag or they were rushed into hospital. And we ask people on this Giving Tree project to donate really men's and women's toiletries and that's shower gel, that's razors for men, uh, shaving cream, ladies, all sorts of lovely soaps, uh, hair care products and so on. Some of the really useful things is that there's so many people who work in the airline industry in this area and stay in hotels a lot. They bring us bags and bags and bags of hotel shampoos and so on that they've had. So. These are great features for patients in the wards and our ward staff are very used to this going on and the generosity. So already Beaconsfield East and other wards are saying, when are we going to get all the stuff for Christmas? So again, in the past, people have always been very generous. We ask for these things to come unwrapped um, and no, no food products or anything, but really also, we've put for, you know, books of crossword puzzles, things like that, that people can pass the time with. So we're happy about that. So as we're going in for the time of Christmas, we had a very good meeting this morning and a seminar for our trust volunteers, our chaplaincy volunteers. So we've had to rebuild after COVID, but we had 10 of our volunteers on site today. Other people were at work. So we're up to about 13, 14 diverse volunteers from Christian backgrounds, from non-religious backgrounds, uh, Sikh background. We're interviewing new Muslim chaplains and we had an, really an in-depth discussion with them about what it is that motivates them to volunteer and what service they can provide to patients. In many ways, we are a listening service rather than a doing service. But some of the comments that these volunteers made and that I could make is that I can go into a ward and the a ward nurse from behind the desk will say to me, who have you come to see? And I say, I've come to see you. And first they think, am I in trouble? Did I do something wrong? But for the staff and for the patients, 
We're not coming to do anything to you. We're not coming to make a report. We're coming to you because you have a, an importance. And sometimes a patient in a bed will say, I don't want to talk to you and I don't have anything to say. And then after a half an hour, they will have told you what they don't have to say and what they don't want to tell you. So that our volunteers are coming into the hospital sometimes twice a week and helping us in this role. And they will be doing it into the Christmas period as I will as well. So what do we do in the hospital? We have a very uh, wide remit. We go everywhere in the hospital. I just came back from taking mince pies to the ladies who work in mortuary. Prior to that, I was on the phone with the translation service uh, for somebody who only speaks Kurdish, who's a refugee in our country, who experienced a pregnancy loss here in the hospital. So help and support for them. Um, earlier in the week, I was doing a training session for uh, one of our consultants for nurses and other healthcare workers who work in gynecology, specifically with early pregnancy loss. Um, so what support we try and provide, we have these, you know, very focused events of people who ask for our service. We work closely with the uh, palliative care team because even at Christmas, there are people who are approaching end of life and their families or the patients ask for and, and value uh, targeted support, be that spiritual, be that from a religious sensibility. Uh, we provide uh, that kind of input as well. And then working alongside many of the initiatives in the trust, be that uh, health and well-being. Uh, we're very involved in LGBTQ issues in the trust. Uh, we kind of, myself and my colleague, kind of run the, the network for LGBTQ. And as well for working with the gentleman from diversity. So that's a little bit of a indicator of what we're trying to do. And if a patient or staff member is listening to this and thinks that they would like to get in touch with you, maybe to ask for support or maybe to ask for support for somebody else, how would they get in touch with you? Telephone, switchboard. Mm -hmm. We don't have an on-call service because we are one and a half uh, full-time equivalents. So we have a, we're a six-day service and I have a kind of a standing agreement with Switchboard. Put the call through to me, even if I'm not in the hospital. If there's something I can do, something I can follow up on, I will. Mm -hmm. um, but if I'm here on site, uh, we do our best to, to respond. So our, our extension is 3433, but Switchboard is always happy to connect. So that's phoning the main hospital number that you'll find on our website and then just asking for the chaplaincy and that will go through to you. Yes. And can we talk about you for a moment? What's your what's your role specifically and what's your experience that you brought to the team? I was talking today, introducing myself. I've been working in the NHS on a formal basis for 17 years. 
I worked in another acute trust for a while. I have a background of five years in mental health chaplaincy in the NHS. And I've been at Hillingdon going for about 10 years. I'm an ordained Roman Catholic priest, but we are service such that we work in support with anyone of any religious uh, background or spiritual background or non-religious. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. So prior to being in, employed in the NHS, I was in East Africa for about 18 years in Kenya and Uganda. And since I've come back to the UK, I'm also a qualified psychotherapist. So I do that in my spare time, so to speak. Uh, seeing clients individually. Okay, interesting, yeah. yeah. And what's it like working in the chaplaincy, would you say? Pretty much it's it's very good. Uh, it can be quite demanding. There is no sort of scheduled program of work. Things arise. Um, people have lives. So we try and uh, be flexible and respond in that way. Um, COVID was not easy at all. Mm -hmm. And at the moment, um, things are getting easier. We have a good network of people, of staff members within the trust that we work with. We have a degree of contacts in the community as well that we can work with and depend on. And my colleague, while he's a part time, uh, the two of us work very well together, so that makes life much easier. Yeah, um, and Christmas is looming. Are there any services running over the Christmas period in the hospitals? Yes, I, I tried asking staff what would suit them this time. Uh, we used to have very vibrant services here before COVID, and a lot of the people in the community who used to come don't come anymore. So on Christmas, we used to have two services on Christmas Day. There really isn't the demand at the moment. So there will be one service at 11 a.m. I've asked staff, would this suit them? And some of them, because it's short, because they're on breaks, they're on lunch breaks and so on. And for any staff, you know, outpatient staff who come, they can still get home for Christmas lunch or for um, the King's speech um, and members of the public, hopefully, if they want to escort one of their family who happens to be a patient to the service that's available as well. Okay, and you've mentioned um, the multicultural aspect of the hospital and the area. Do people need to be affiliated with the religion in order to ask for support? No, 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 no. And um, obviously Christmas is a tough time for some people and at the moment we've got lots going on in the in the country and we've got lots going on um, at home in terms of cost of living and whatnot. What does Christmas mean do you think for patients and staff? I've found that <clears throat> we try and clear the hospital out as much as we can in terms of patients over Christmas because it's not a great place to be. But what that means is 
I think it it tones the pressure down a little bit for the staff who are going to be on duty over Christmas. Perhaps the demands on them aren't going to be as bad as they can be at other times. And there's generally as good as it can be a good feeling in the hospital. I've always found I've always worked Christmas and um, while the corridors are pretty quiet, um, the atmosphere uh, is as good as it can be for people who are, you know, sick or suffering. Yeah. Yeah. And don't want to be in hospital, I'm sure. Can you tell us about the chaplaincy in terms of the future plans? Was there, um, are there any plans for change or for plans for the future? There aren't any uh, dramatic plans of change or for the future. We've, we feel it's, it's very important to rebuild and support our volunteer network. And we're also trying to work hand in hand with our palliative care team who have end of life volunteers. These are people who volunteer to sit with perhaps a dying patient and the family might be present, but we say to them, go and get a coffee and choices, go and get lunch. Don't feel that you're abandoning your relative. That volunteer will sit and be even with the non-responsive patient will be that human presence. So that's not exactly what our chaplaincy volunteers do, but we try and work with these end of life volunteers and support them and enhance uh, their role. Uh, because some of the, the nurses who work with them don't often have the time. We've just uh, had our first successful outreach to the Muslim community in terms of volunteers coming into the trust. So the paperwork is actually in progress now. Fabulous. Thank you so much for talking to me today about the Christmas period in the hospitals and the support that you provide to patients, visitors and to staff. Um, please tune in next week for the next podcast. So that's it for today's episode. Thank you for listening. Please do join in the conversation about this episode, tag us in social media and uh, send us any other comments and let us know your thoughts and we'll see you next time.